Okay, right? So, hi everyone, how you doing? I'm Ian Wright, and I want to tell you about Wright's House, my podcast on The Ringer. Twice a week, I'm joined by a rotating panel of guests to talk about football, films, life, and even cars. The film. <laughs> we give out flowers, we break down goals, and sometimes we talk about some serious topics around football and other sports. Come join us twice a week. Search for Writer's House on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Take it easy. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership, visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm right, thanks man. How are you? I'm great. I was teaching all day yesterday at the Wood Green School in Whitney. And <laughs> this is amazing. Another thing I love that... So um, afterwards, I was in, one of the um, teachers very kindly invited me to a family meal at their place afterwards. And we watched the Champions League game there, the semi-final there, the first leg, which we'll talk about briefly. And the thing I love about they got these two kids, one's 10 and one's 7. And they both use me as an excuse to stay up way past their bedtime. Outrageous. <laughs> Dude, the absolute chaos. The absolute Outrageous. chaos. <laughs> the best one was, the 10-year-old was like, oh, she should be in bed. The seven-year-old should be in bed, right? Her bedtime was seven. His was 8.30. So he used her as the decoy. Wow. <laughs> she I mean, all- I can relate. You know, I've used you as an excuse for a load of shit before. So it's, fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's just so funny to see uh, to see young people working the refs, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> you might be wondering why the hell are we coming to you on a Wednesday? Yes. Well, because Champions League semi-finals, we thought we'd do one pod after each one. Mm. Especially because the game was so good last night. Real yes. Madrid and yes. Manchester, Manchester City. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get straight into it. Don't forget to check uh, Righty's House and Counterpress and all the other great stuff on The Ringer. But I think we get straight into it after this. Let's do it. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, man. Real Madrid won. Manchester City won after the first leg of the semi-final of the Champions wow. League in the Bernabeu. Mm. It was a My brilliant goodness. game from the uh-huh. jump. Yeah. But I have to start with something because yes. Pep turned up on the touchline in a suit jacket. Yes. Now, this might not seem like a big deal to anyone, but I thought, hang on a minute. I don't think this has happened for a long time. It hasn't. It hasn't. Watford at home on May 21st, 2017. I've wrote a couple of tweets about this. There are a few overcoat outings that looked a little suit jacket-y, but weren't. And there's that weird one with the, the Man City crest on the back that I think he wore against Gladbach in 2021. But Pep in a suit jacket on a touchline hasn't happened for a long, long time. First of all, amazing research, but what thing he was trying to signify? Maybe he's thought big that occasion. He, he got too casual. Because that, that season, when they, when they came back for the 2017-18 season, that was T-shirt Pep. You see, now here's a, this. It does feel significant because if you look he at his record all against other options, <laughs> no, I think it's his record against Real Madrid specifically, and Ancelotti as well. And gra- projecting gravitas on the touchline, you go into the Bernabeu. Well, he's only lost, I think, four times against Real or something, mm. which is a really good record. And you're there. Ancelotti's there, the grand old man of um, Champions League. Not that last year, right? Right. So there's a lot going on there, and I think so visually, the visual cues. You know, when you go to, you see, we've seen Pep in like, you know, the Stone Island, Touchline, Premier League, Imperious, against all comers. Jackets um, with too many zips. Right. At, but yeah, but at home for Man City, where it's just like 80% possession. Whereas this is more like, almost like going toe to toe, I think. And, you know, because if you look at the Rolnick that, as well, Rolnick suit jacket is, all oh, black that, is, is, that, well, that's is, the peak. is business. I mean, that's the but, peak, um, really. And look, that's just I my think, personal but preference. It but, worked yeah. initially because Manchester City had complete control of the ball. This is my, and this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, Ryan. I think it is absolutely, it's all part of a piece with that. There was one point. So you, are you saying that yeah. basically the first time that Pep has had full control of his fit at the Bernabeu for a long, long time was... Thank you. Yeah. Well, well look, there was, one point, there was one point that did a freeze frame. Matter. <laughs> it always matters. Every detail matters. Look, 28% possession um, for Madrid, 72 for City. 72 passes completed for Real, 216 for Man City. I mean, that was the freeze frame at the moment. There was a screenshot for that and I thought, that's... How, how far into the game was that? Was that like oh gosh, 25 um, minutes in or something? I'm not sure. It was, it was maybe 15, 20 in. But it was just, mm. that was a sort of snapshot that was, um, it came up with the graphic and I thought, yeah, right there. That's what City trying to do. Take all the drama out of the occasion, come in with gravitas. Mm. So yeah, but that to your point. So I think, you know, some might say these are minutiae, but the minutiae, absolutely matter, which we'll get to in a moment, actually. But I just thought I'd flag it up. So, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because that opening half an hour, uh, Manchester City had complete control and were Dude. looking wow. absolutely incredible. Yeah, they were. They were. Um, the one uh, issue for, for Manchester City, I think, was that they had a little bit of trouble stopping Kamavinga from getting out. Well, I'm going to, yeah. Well, here's the thing. There's, there's something going on there, though. There's something else going on, which is that Real Madrid's right flank was the poorer side. Yeah. 
in terms of the side they should attack, you had Rodrigo and you had Carvajal sitting deep defensively, but defensively very uncertain. It was strange because he wasn't tackling well. Grealish could have earned three yellow cards off him. The ref went very, very light on him in the first half. And even though Carvajal was not tackling at his best, Grealish did not really attack him. It was really, really strange, right? Instead, um, City chose to attack Madrid's path of most resistance. They chose to attack the flank where Modric was basically almost doubling up as a kind of auxiliary centre-back and Camavinga. And that, they did that last year, right? Exactly the same thing. They pressed Mendy, right? And Kroos was the outball. And the goal that City at the, um, Madrid ended up scoring was almost a carbon copy of the way they play out. So when, um, and then when they 3-1 up, right? Mm. It was almost an overconfidence. City went 3-1 up. They were attacking down that flank. And what happens? Mendy gets the ball. People press. They collapse onto, um, just like they collapsed onto Modric in this game, they collapsed onto Kroos. Kroos plays the out ball. Mendy plays the ball up the line. Serge the line, plays the ball to Vinicius, who goes, bang, 3-2, they're back in it. And the same thing happened again last night. They collapsed mm. down that flank. And I don't know what was going on there. I was like, look, hang on a minute. It's clearly Carvajal is exposed. He's not tackling well. He's not playing well. But for some reason, you're switching it right. And I don't know what's going on there. And they kind of like, they effed around and they found out. They really did because they collapsed that oh, flank. And would was- you like me to say it for you? <laughs> yeah, go on, you say it. They fucked around and found out. There you go. Sorry, I don't know why I don't swear on the podcast. That's all right, much. man. That's fine. <laughs> I only save, ra- save it for racism. But does I'll that make sense? <laughs> City was so impressive. Manchester City yeah. was so impressive in that first half. And also, I almost felt they were trying to make a point. Um, and they kept going at Camavinga and there was easy joy to be had elsewhere and they paid the price for it because that goal, let's just sort of break down the goal and give praise to Madrid for a second because until that point, Madrid had, uh, City had been, as you say, spectacular, controlling position. Mm. That goal, honestly, a masterpiece. Oh my God, it's absolutely incredible. Do you want to talk through it? Because I've talked a lot. Do you want to talk through it? I mean, Camavinga is... Um He's kind of incredible at left back because we know how, we've talked about this before, like we yep. love him in centre midfield. Yep. He's that good that he ends up playing left back. This goal actually, and then in the second half, the switch to kind yes. of go, going a little bit more central midfield. Yes, yes. Was, um, was basically why you see him there. A little one-two with Modric, he's out, he's down the line and he's gone. And the pass by Modric, by the way, the flick, oh my goodness. The little flick by Modric was absolutely amazing and, and Camavinga's gone and then uh, Lazy of Vinicius comes inside and then just fires it. And I feel like you could tell how it was almost like a valve had popped off something. Yes, because yes. the pressure that Manchester City were putting Real Madrid under, and they had one chance before that where they broke, and they had, uh, Ruben Diaz had that amazing um, clearance across goal. We saw, we, we, how many times have we seen stuff like that go in? Yes. Off a defender. Yes. But that was a little warning sign because Real Madrid really hadn't had a sniff before that. And then... That happened and all of, and I don't know whether it shook Manchester City or it kind of reminded them who they were playing because before that, Manchester City were in full revenge mode. Yes. We're not going to just beat you. You know, it's like death by a million passes. Right. Yeah. And then they had that one scare where Vinicius cuts across the box. I, I wonder whether if Benzema could have that again, he would have gone in front of the defender for the run as opposed to gambling on the back post. Do you know that yeah, it's such good defending though because it he's, keeping, really, really he's keeping an eye on yeah, both. He's sure. keeping an eye. His angle of his body is so good that Benzema also can't find the joy at the near post. And if you, if you look at the slow-mo, the, the, the footwork from Ruben Diaz is unbelievable. This is, this is what sure. I mean. Like, his positioning, so his position to close off the run to the near post is also very good. Yeah. The screening, so yeah, yeah. I don't know whether that threw Man City off their rhythm a little bit because they realised of the threat that they had to deal with because Mm. after that they didn't seem to ever they didn't seem to recapture that fluidity for the rest of the game even though they had real periods of superiority in the game yeah yeah, I think you're right then the goal comes and I feel like 
the eruption of the commentary and the, and the crowd and everything for the goal, because the goal was incredible, don't get me wrong. Yes. But it was like, not only have we scored an absolutely unbelievable goal, how are we in the lead? Yes, you're completely right. And there's so much going on there because it was not, first of all, this thing I was, I was saying actually to the, um, uh, shout out to Abby and her family, the family I was talking to last night, hanging out with, I was like, Remedy would always show you, they always show you their teeth before they eat you, right? Mm. And that flash of teeth, that moment, Vinicius, he gets that sprint, that moment of space, and he's just on it. Like he's out of the sprint, out the starting blocks, he's gone. And then you're right, that, it prizes the door open. And then there's that moment where they score that goal. And the thing about the goal is, it wasn't just the goal, it was the nature of it. Is the fact that we can undo you at any time within a split second. You can be up on us in our grills, pressing us in the corner and in, with three players, we've got you. And psychologically what that does to you, because then it throws off your rhythm. You start questioning yourself. You start thinking, hang on a minute, we're not really safe anywhere. And for Vinicius to unleash that from there, I mean, that is, he continued the form of the Osasuna game, the Copa del Rey, mm. where he was just coming at them and he was relentless. And, you know, you could argue maybe if Benzema was slightly that's not, not fair on Benzema. If some of the execution was slightly sharp in the final third from Rodrigo and Benzema, and maybe even Vinicius with one square pass, it could mm. have been 2-0. Like there's a, there was really a moment when they turned it up, and this is credit to City, there was a moment when Robert turned it up where it was like, this could be 2-0. And if this is 2-0, I think this is done. Like I well, honestly believe- the, To be honest, it was the yeah. period before the City goal, wasn't it? I yes, 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 yes. Well, well, the Chiromani sub. I was talking for about, I was saying, they need to bring Chiromani in because you could yeah. see it. There was a, Tony Cruz had remarkable control of the game and then he makes that really bad tackle on half time against the yellow or out of nowhere. Yeah. And Just Modric goes over yeah. and pats him because Modric is like, we need to keep the tempo down. We're controlling this and any, any deviation from this gives City a sniff, right? Cruz makes that, he overextends himself and I almost felt like there was a point where Madrid starts stretching for the ball. I don't mean because mm. Cruz was I don't mean because Kroos was like, you know, he's old. I don't mean that. I just mean the amount of possession mm. that they had. I think Ancelotti made a slight mistake. I think he sort of freshened up with Chiromani before the goal because you see a couple of slack passes. They're playing out. They're confused. Like the goal that they score actually City comes from a slight breakdown from Madrid playing out. Mm. Those breakdowns were increasingly, they were increasing intensity just before they conceded the goal. And I was like, I was saying to my, my mates, I was like, Chiromani needs to come on the need to break this up with some intensity, in, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, although saying that, they did have the, probably their best period of game of the game, like I said, like in the lead up to the City goal, which I think a, is the most a, annoying in a, thing. In, but in attack, in attack, yes, but not in defence, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I feel, I think, you're, I think you're right in terms of, I'm always just a bit like, like Chiumeni is that good that I don't think it hurts you bringing him on earlier on in the game. Especially for some, I mean, I get that if you're 1-0 up at home and you have the experience of Kroos and Modric in midfield, yeah, it's, yeah, twist or stick, it, it isn't can, it? It can be yeah. hard to, to deviate from that. Kroos is extremely disciplined. He's, he's, well, yeah. he's only been sent off once in his career, I think. From, mm. and it was, was that last season? I think it was yeah. for Madrid. And it wasn't, to, to be clear, it wasn't so much the fear of a Kroos, a Kroos red. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was more just the tentative nature of like in, at close quarters, knowing you can't overcommit in those close spaces and those small margins. Um, mm. Can I just say quickly about Modric, actually? There's one moment before he does that flick for the um, Kamavinga counterattack which in my natural hyperbolic sense, I'm going to compare to the Messi flick in the World Cup final in the sense of like something so deft, like mm. the only player that experienced for that long knows what that small flick unleashes. Um, yeah. That amazing moment. So before, a bit before that, a few minutes before Modric does that flick, he does something really amazing. He gets the ball, it's a corner, remember a corner and he collects it with his right foot and he switches and places beautiful ball to the far post with his left foot. 
Mm. And I'm like, the ability, and I know it's such a small detail, but the ability of elite players to change direction like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There, was, there were so many moments in this game, and I'm sure you've got a few where you just, they're, they're tiny things, but you look at them and just think, we are witnessing art. Like, this is the highest level of, you know, even like the kind of little, the little Camavinga, like Bernardo Silva face-off in the corner, where Bernardo's trying the full bag of tricks, and Camavinga's like, listen, like. <laughs> Camavinga's like, I walked for Balenciaga, this is nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know who these work on. Yeah. Back in the prem, this is, this is not cooking out here. <laughs> Greatest league in the world? Really? <laughs> is this your king? <laughs> yeah, but there were so many, so many incredible moments. You see like, and you know, Camavinga again, this thing he has, the ability when he cuts in field to get his body between himself and the opposing player, like in a split second. He's amazing. Just, and he never looks phased oh, by anything. Dude. Um, yeah. However, he was yes. slightly at fault for the Man City goal. He was, he was absolutely the playing in field. But, yep, yep. but this does come to your point actually, because I do wonder whether... If uh, Chiumeni is on the pitch at that point, he occupies that position in the central or maybe gives Camavinga a different option instead of well, Rodrigo is, dropping so deep. Feeling. Yeah, yeah. Camavinga plays the ball into Rodrigo, who's dispossessed by Rodri. Yeah. Man City obviously play it out left. He comes back in, De Bruyne hits it with a beautiful strike. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two unbelievable goals, actually. They were. Um, Nifioc, Ekpudum. Yes. Asked us Great. on asked us, he is, who has written an outstanding book, by the way, which is coming soon. Where we come from. Neef, wow. Neef is the Don. Neef, Neef is bringing fire. is the Don. Don Neef. <laughs> Can I tell you, I'm very glad I don't have any books coming out <laughs> around him and uh, yeah. is it Caleb Azuma Nelson, man. Those two are just cooking. <laughs> I'm glad I've got Neef. no books Absolute. coming. Absolute legend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neef said, does that KDB finish count as an angry goal? And uh, the Stadio account, whoever does that, says, uh, said, because Neef suggested it, we're going to say yes. However, I think it was a slightly different genre. Really? I think it was an overwhelming goal because Kevin De Bruyne was overwhelmed. Cathartic. Cathartic goal. Right. I think it was an angry cathartic. goal can be, can, an angry goal can be cathartic as well. Yes. It's like the subgenre. So you go rap, 90s rap. <laughs> Anti up. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, that's a really good shout because, you know, De Bruyne had a brilliant first, uh, first leg last season. Mm. Actually, rather, well, and and um, I think the second leg Lots of criticism, talk about how he'd faded. And I think the positioning was a bit off. But this game, there was one moment in the first half in particular, and the amount of space, the way that City, I mean, the genius of City, the way they create overloads, and all of a sudden there was a massive overlap, and um, Remedy's left flank was exposed. And that's why I think they went at Camavinga, because it was really just him at one point between them and, and Joy down that side. De Bruyne was part of that early on, and then... Mm. Madrid asserted themselves and for him to score when the momentum was all tilting Madrid and it really looked about it being 2-0. Benzema has that chance the far post um, palmed away. Really the pressure was on him. him to score that. It really felt like to me this game ended advantage City mm. because it felt like Madrid gave, they showed City everything, every tool they had. Like no matter what happens in the second leg, we've seen everything that Madrid have to offer. But City have tools we haven't seen. They haven't seen the combinations of Mares and Alvarez and Foden. Like they've got so much to come. Musa. Yeah. They didn't make a single sub. Dude, that is a statement. They were one all in the tie at the Bernabeu and they had uh, Julian Alvarez, Bill Foden, Riyad Mares, all on the bench. And they Dude, didn't bring yeah. any of them on. That is a hell of a flex. That's a hell of a flex as a statement. Because then that's like, look, we weathered all of that and now we've got the fresh legs we have the intensity to bring to you. And we've got 
we've got the last 40 minutes to work with of the second leg. And we mm. saw what happened the last half hour of that last leg. Grealish went out of his mind. Grealish almost scored like twice in the last five minutes of normal time. Mares scored, I think, with like 15 minutes to go. So Pep is like, if we're managing, and we've said this before, you've said this before, these two-legged ties, you manage them for three hours. It's not just the 90 minutes. Yeah. You're managing for the three hours and the duration. And what Pep has done here, what Pep's basically done is, this is a bit like, um, look at the NBA playoffs as an analogy. They've gone in at halftime. This Warriors-Lakers in game seven, they've gone in at halftime, but the Lakers have used every player in the rotation. The Warriors have just been like, now nah, we're cool. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. The weird thing about this tie is that one all draw at the Bernabeu in the first leg suits both sides. Probably what both sides would have wanted. That's interesting because you don't have to do with the 1-0. What do I do with the 1-0 at... Yeah, Real, Real Madrid don't know what to do taking a superior score into a second leg. Are you saying they're the joker? I'm just the cat chasing, I'm just the dog chasing cars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know like what to do Real with Madrid it. And Real Madrid swinging upside down just looking at, the, uh, looking at Manchester City set, telling them that they're destined to do this forever. <laughs> you complete me. You know, you can imagine like fucking... Do you know, actually, this Pep, is an interesting... Pep, Pep, actually, maybe Pep's the joker because I think Pep... Pep needs. Uh, we're gonna. Our inbox is gonna be wild now of like suggestions of like who. No, Pep I think no. Actually, you know no. I mean? Real Madrid. Like, are, Real Madrid. They are the Joker. They, they are. are. Do you know, do you know, they are. They are. They are. They are. Okay. And there is just to explain those. The analogy. The Dark Knight. So there's that bit where the Joker says, "In the Dark Knight, he says, um, I'm just a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do if I caught one.' And Real Madrid are similar. Like they catch a lead. What do they do with it? They like to actually take the lead late because then you can't come back on them. You know, this is, and actually there's a funny thing, there's a trend with this. If you look at like, even in, over in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're actually most dangerous when they're behind. So their, their quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, he has the highest ever winning percentage of an NFL quarterback in history, like when they're 10 points down. That those elite teams, there's something about them. They, it's the muscle memory kicks in. It's Madrid almost, you have to hurt them, kick them before they fully activate. And even in the first like 20 minutes, don't get me wrong, not to take anything with the City. City were brilliant. And also there was still an element of like Madrid against Liverpool at Anfield. When everyone's coming at them, the crowd and everything, Madrid is still kind of like, they're not fully awake yet, mm. which has cost them in the league because being asleep in the league, of course, in, in, in a La Liga, it doesn't work for you because those teams are too aggressive. They're too committed. They're, every game, you know, it's the cliche, but every game against Real is a cup final and you will get cooked. You know, mm. Villarreal showing that, all kinds of teams showing that. So this one will draw actually, and to your point then, the reason this serves Madrid, I think, is because it really is, look, I know they're on the Copa, but this is Real Madrid. The Champions League is everything for them. This is really their season coming down to this one game. Yeah. And that is a very dangerous position for Man City to be in, actually. The only thing that's a bit of a potential... A slip up for them. Yeah, it's the fact that the second leg's in Manchester. Mm, yes. The second yes. leg was in Madrid. 
being behind in a tie or being level in a tie, I think that they really thrive on. However, I feel I think there will be a nervousness in Manchester because, and I'm not saying you know, I'm, isn't a prediction or anything necessarily, but I think I think there will be some and nerves rightly, in Manchester I think, I think, because I think a healthy amount of nerves. I think yeah, it's the one trophy that they've not been able to win since the new ownership came in. Mm. It's the one that they've been constantly. Well, they've been in a, they've been in a final, they've been in semi-finals, they've been constantly, you know, fa- favourites to win it a couple of times. Yeah. They're obviously chasing the treble. Yeah. So there's now it's like getting to the okay. It's, yeah. Can we do this? Can we do this? Can we do this? Real Madrid has just been there so many times and done it. Even this side has been there so many times. There are players in this side that have been there so many times and done it. Yeah. That I don't think they go to the Etihad phase in any way. No, no, no. Goodness, no, no. So this is what I said, what I meant by like the one all fate, like almost being perfect for both teams is that Manchester City have seen throughout that game that they can play Real Madrid off the park. Yes. Right? However, Real Madrid also defended pretty well in that period. They did. And they, they prey on Rudiger, the nerves of the opposition. Tony Rudiger was unbelievable. So was David Alaba. Those two I mean, at the back Alaba, were unbelievable. Like, Rudiger in a strength off against Holland and like wanting all the smoke that man wanted all the smoke. Oh my God. There was that bit when Gundogan was having this and that, and I was thinking, are they trying to like expose him as a weak link and make him overreact? Okay. You look at that and think, <laughs> no, no you can't. Like, too you can't. Can, too like, can this, for that. Like, Rudiger and Alaba at the back are they're they're amazing. They're amazing. Like I know that they've you know they've had their wobbles at times this season, but no, they're amazing. And then you have like, you have, yeah, you have Modric tucking in as well as almost a kind of another centre-back. That was incredible. That whole configuration really. And I think, look, the thing about Man City is, you know, for them, you're right. The ring is like, sorry, the ring, <laughs> the Champions League is their, is their ring of power, right? That every mm. thought is bent on it. And sometimes that obsession, that obsession takes you to strange places. And it, it, it's actually almost a weakness when it's that obvious that you crave something. People are all the more determined to take it from you. Um, and the thing with Benzema is, you know, we didn't see, we did not see Benzema unleashed in this tie. And that's almost a slight worry for, for City, not the slight worry. The concern for them is there's more from him, I think, in particular in the next tie, I think. It'll be interesting to see what Manchester they do. City yeah. are going to have to push, right? But that means they're going to leave space in behind. Right. And Vinicius breaking for Benzema, we've seen that movie a million times. Right. So I think there's a difficult decision for Pep to make. But also at the same time, if and I was Ancelotti, the only, the, do you know what I think? Do you know what I wish? He, do you know what I hope doesn't happen? I hope mm. Pep doesn't make some wild switch, right? In in the second leg, mm. that completely breaks down the rhythm that Manchester City have had. Because what he's doing is working, isn't it? Exactly. Like the stones in midfield next to Rodri, pushing Gundogan in a slightly more advanced position, letting him roam a little bit. De Bruyne doing De Bruyne stuff. Manchester City have been in such good form. Mm. I don't think he needs to tweak it because we <laughs> saw, but I'm just, uh, I don't know, man. I'm a bit worried that, like Sorry, if he this? turns up yeah. in a load of je- like ripped jeans, they're mm. doomed. Can I just say, I'm, I'm just slightly laughing a bit because after all Pep's comments about Carl Walker not having this intelligence, he then plays him like with three at the back. I know, I know. <laughs> in a huge game. Can I say this one, this one, there's one small conversation slash decision for Ancelotti and it concerns the use of Rodrigo um, potentially in, in, in the front three. I wonder if that's something we see at some point where Valverde, because Valverde, like we saw him, you know, Champions League winning assist in the final up on the right flank. And I just wonder if we see 
that same configuration again at some point. Benzema, Valverde, high up on the right. Yeah, high up on the right. Mm. At some point, not necessarily as a start, but like Vinicius left, Benzema central, Valverde pushing up high on the right because defensively he did a really good job um, last night. I just wonder if that happens again. I think that's interesting because for, for, for Ancelotti, it doesn't matter if it's if it's nil-nil in the second leg with 20 minutes to go, actually. Mm. And then bringing Rodrigo on as an option then mm. is powerful for Real Madrid because... Yeah, obviously Manchester City will be pushing. There'll be a little bit more space on the right hand side. It's. I think that's not a bad shout. But also that defensive cover as well that you get. I'm obviously they they, they navigated it just fine. But the defensive cover. Um, you know we we've joked about Carver having difficult first halves in Champions League games. Um, mm. but um, I just wonder. Away at City, will Valverde just like tucking in not only defensively but also gives you that that counter? I don't know. Be interesting. The only thing is Valverde playing in midfield mm. really helps out Carvajal. It was so really good, him wasn't a little it? bit more it was forward. Really good. Is, I'm not sure. I mean, I wonder whether you might see Nacho start. He's been really great, actually. Right back, been really good. Actually. Yeah, really good. What a game! Honestly, you you put you put in the WhatsApp. You said feels like a final. It, yeah, I was literally just about to say it felt like a final. This game. Oh my goodness! Because the way that they were going for it, it both sides, especially in the last 15 minutes or so, it really felt like it was we need to win this now otherwise mm. we're going to extra time and the quality of football was so high it felt like an occasion the atmosphere was great both goals were un- unbelievable no one really lost their heads there was nothing particularly gnarly about it no, I think that's the interesting all. thing about Real Madrid and Manchester City is that for a side who have obviously come up against each other a few times now in recent years there doesn't seem to be like any real like needle no which I actually think is interesting because I think it goes to the psychology of both clubs in a way I don't think Real Madrid really have needle with many teams in Europe because they're just a bit like... Yeah, that whole mind games thing. They don't want any part of the Pep and like... They're so far out in front in terms of European trophies that they just Mm. don't really care. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, can I say, sorry to throw this in there. Sorry, this is... It's pretentious, but I started so I finished. So during the game, and I was enjoying like the the late stages of the game so much that like during the game, I got past a glass of red wine, right? Because, you know, it's perfect to accompany like Real Madrid, the first touches. And I thought, actually, you know, they've got, they got the Rioja as a type of red wine. It's like, they need to, a Camavinga needs to be a bottle of, it needs to be a type of red wine. It needs to be. He needs to start his own. Do you know what? I'm really disappointed <laughs> with you because that was a completely unnecessary analogy. <laughs> no, it was completely necessary. There needs to be a type of red wine called a Camavinga, I think. Well, there you go. It's just, it's so suitable. So there we go. I'm petitioning for it. <laughs> 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 Listen, that's why I get the big bucks. <laughs> Poor Ryan, look at his face. Look at his face. <laughs> I think we're probably probably time to wrap after that. <laughs> no, no one wants me to wrap. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> final th- final thoughts on the game. Final thoughts. Um, yes, it felt like this was the stronger of the two ties. I still think it's advantage Manchester City because I think that this was an incredible yeah. show of force to come here and conduct themselves like that um, under such pressure. There are more questions for Madrid to answer than for City, I think for sure. I just cannot, cannot wait for the second leg. No, I mean second leg. Yeah. All right, let's leave it there for today. Um, we'll be back tomorrow after the first leg of the Derby della Maddenina semi-final, which I'm super excited about. Don't forget to check Wright's House and Counterpress if you haven't already. Go check the Stadio Arturo's place on Spotify and we're playing out on a track called The Conversation by The Jellies. Anything you want to add, Muzokonga? Nothing further. I've uh, 
God of my analogies for this podcast. So yeah, thank good. goodness. All right, everyone. <laughs> see you tomorrow. Much love. Bye. See you then. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.